Hi, can I help you? Guess who I am? Oh my God! It's Guess Re who I am? It's it's Regis Philbin. It's not dressed, Regis. Dressed like it's Shrek. Shrek. Do you know about singers like Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin? When the sun goes down, the tide goes out. Yes. People gather round and yes. they all begin to shout. Yes. Hey, hey, Uncle Dud, yes. it's a treat to beat your feet on the Mississippi yes. mud. All right, we're in Madison Square Garden now, just uh, a few moments really before the All-Star Wrestling uh, Finals. And I'm with one of the all-time champions. He's retired now, he's old, he's tired, and he's the manager of The Sheik. But I'm speaking, of course, to our old friend, Freddie Blassie. It's nice he <laughs> counting his money. Eat your heart out. These are $100 bills, you know. And there's not one of them. Take a look. Take a look. You don't see no measly 10, 20, and there are 50. You pencil that geek with a That's single right. fuck in your pocket. That's we got right. big money over 16 carats, too. 16 carats right here. That's right. Let's go meet the Four sheep. Lincolns at home, too. Hey, four Lincolns, not three. We That's got four. Right. We want the sheep. Let's go get a picket. Pick up your purse, Freddie, and let's uh, go. <laughs> The Wrestling Club with Darren and Brett. We've got a show that you'll never forget. Greetings, Scrapple fans, and welcome to WFMU's Wrestling Club, the only space that's safe for all wrestling fans, whether you're casual, laughs, obsessed, or ashamed. I'm Darren, maybe, broadcasting from Jersey City, New Jersey. Tonight, we've got a great show. I think we're going to be talking, uh, I know, my all-time favorite television personality, and maybe yours, too. We'll probably talk about the news. I really don't know what's going to happen tonight. It's like jazz. We're going to make it up as we go. So let's just hop right into it. Joining us live via satellite from Hollywood, California, the Tenru to Micah Tau, Brett Davis. Brett! Oh, thank you for calling uh, me that and not whatever Regis called Tenru and Katow. <laughs> Yeah, a clip, a clip I chose not to include in this episode. <laughs> Because sometimes humor doesn't age well, and no. I don't think it—I don't think it was uh, necessarily that great in 1991 either. You know, it was problematic for its uh, its uh, Japanese stereotypes, but also problematic because Regis was kind of offering Kathy Lee to Tenru and Katow. So that's not great either. That's not and Regis Philbin was a guest at the 1991 WrestleMania. We'll get into that. We'll get into a lot more. But uh, sadly, Regis couldn't join us this week. I reached out to his people. Uh, they were very upset with my query. Uh, however, there's a new Regis on the scene. Uh, if, if you don't know, uh, he, 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 you've seen him on Twitter, you've seen him on YouTube, and now he's got his own show on AEW called Hey EW, uh, a legend in wrestling, especially uh, the comedic side of wrestling that we love. RJ City is on the show. Welcome, RJ, to Wrestling you Club. You see me on Twitter. You see me on YouTube. Two things that absolutely everyone can also <laughs> be on. So thank you so, yeah, but so much. You haven't seen everyone on them. That's, that's are. If you're that's watching this show, I why this hasn't happened sooner, uh, I guess is on me. Um, but uh, it's it's uh, we, we really occupy a, a similar lane. You to a much broader audience uh, who loves you, and us to a very small group of people. May Wait. I also may I also say, you, you, I got a message from you guys. I obviously there are a lot of wrestling podcasts out there, gentlemen, similar to yourselves. 
And I thought, well, let's look and sort of vet these people. And the only reason I did it is because the delightful Zia Hitley was also on your show. And I said, well, if it's good enough for her, it must be good enough for me. So if this tanks, it's not my fault. It's not yours. The blame goes directly to her. So that's kind of, it frees me up to enjoy this. That frees us up too. Aaron, first impression of you, and this is a this is an odd curveball I'm throwing at you. You look a little like David Arquette's father, Louis Arquette. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't want to talk about it, but you know, I have a, I've had a bit of a past. How old is he? How old am I? It's, well, been, it's been a long month, all right? It's been a long month. I didn't say you look like him now because he's no longer with us. I'm saying you you give us the he departed. He just sent me a couple pictures of his father on the Jonathan Winters show. Why? He was oh a cast God. member. Yeah. So, really? but you, you look, yes, I'll see, I'm going to send you some pictures and then I'll send David some pictures of you after this. Yeah. And you say, know, am I crazy? Up. Hook us up. Maybe yeah. uh, you know, I can, I can use a son. <laughs> Boy. Right. We, we forget the, the Arquette family dynasty sometimes. Uh, but they, they, there's. I, I was just watching a movie last night that had Alexis Arquette in it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's like, it's just they're they're all over." I, I don't know. It was great. Lest we forget, and I will make the wrestling connection to keep us somewhat on topic. Mm-hmm. Louis Arquette was the voice of Superfly Jimmy Snuka in Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Wow. I did not know that. I knew yeah. Brad Garrett was Hogan. And James Avery was Junkyard Dog. Yeah. Uh, you know, a be- a, but better than the, the actual people. I, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Certainly. And David's Imagine Hulk Hogan doing voiceover work. And I guess he's done like Adult Swim stuff, but. Yeah, but even then it's like too much. They're probably like, can you tone it down? Yeah. I know you're doing Hulk Hogan, but can you tone it down a little? Well, he's either zero or a hundred, so it's like, yes. Hey, we got to stop Piper from taking over the youth center, brother. Everybody, get in the car. <laughs> um, let's talk about David Arquette. You're 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 a a, a big presence in David Arquette's wrestling career. Yeah, I'm uh, kind of like his big brother, like uh, big brothers and sisters of America. I'm like his wrestling sponsor in a sense. Yeah. How, yeah. That, what, is, what, what was the genesis of that? Uh, believe it or not, something that you may have seen me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, we have a friend, a guy who wrote with him uh, a while ago. It was like David's old writing partner. He lives in Toronto. And he always went to the indie shows. And I had no idea who he was, but he was a fan of mine. And David was looking at doing the wrestling documentary or just figuring out what it was all about again. And his friend said, if you want to, you know, do this, like, let me hook you up with this guy. So he sent me a message. The guy's name is Ben Joseph. Sent me a message saying, hey, David Arquette might uh, be in touch with you. And I was like, similar to you guys. I was like, I get weird messages all the time. I don't need to read this. And then lo and behold, David did follow me. And then uh, we hit it off. And I insulted him and he thought it was real. And the rest is 
not history in the significant sense, but history in the sense that something that happened. You insulted him and he thought it was real. I need a little yeah. more. Well, I just I it's it's uh I insulted him on Twitter. I called him out. He he really seemed to think all of wrestling was real. He's an yeah. easily duped individual because he's so genuine. You Mickey worked him. I guess I I thought he would know that it's you know whatever, and then his sister got involved, and it was a mess. Quite frankly, yeah. The uh, next thing you know, we're on. I'm slapping him on TMZ, and uh, his career never seemed to recover. Yeah, well, you know that's the, the RJ City effect. You know, yeah. One, one slap, I, whatever one slap the opposite of the rub is, send you to oblivion. Yeah. Uh, but if you but, thought you were in mediocrity before. If you thought you weren't doing well when you were starting in C spot run, but in the way that pro wrestling can kind of uh repair old bonds, you know, I thought Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair hated each other, but when they were at the Hall of Fame, they were locking up, they were laughing very similarly. Uh, your Hall of Fame moment was appearing on Celebrity Family Feud, yes, it, uh, it was. Yes, I got an email, and this is what bothers me, is that like, David won't even give you the heads up. Hey, I'm, I, I got an email from the Family Feud people saying you've been requested. Like, let me know. I thought it was spam. No, you don't believe that email is real. Yeah, it's like a one iota email. <laughs> yes, and he would, David was truly, I would say, the forbidden door because he had me, and I was doing WWE stuff at the time, Dalton Castle, Peter Avalon, and Jungle Boy all on his team because why would he want a team with his much more famous siblings well i i mean just just the shot of uh, everybody doing the you you got your pose i really appreciated that you were doing the pose yes thank you you know it's not like rob van dam could do this but you you really gotta like kind of work well it's a full body experience yeah you're working the angles I, i appreciate it and then even more than that the only true hall of famer was on the other team was drew carey yeah (laughs) <laughs> so the only guy in the royal rumble the only guy in the hall of fame and we were like well we've even been out wrestled by the non-wrestling team i think wow. we're in trouble and then you know steve harvey's like oh i'll watch bozo bobo brazil which is something he says anytime somebody brings up any re- he said right. it when jj Dillon and kevin sullivan were on his his you mean, judge show you mean jim morrison and kevin sullivan i'm sorry that's correct we have talked about Judge Steve Harvey for about four weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> we are it's also with... it's a wrestling podcast, but it's also a Judge Steve Harvey recap show. Yeah, we've incl- we last week we did Judge Darren maybe uh, as an homage to Judge Steve Harvey, but what? yeah, his, his his appreciation for wrestling is is so uh, pronounced it feels ingenuine. <laughs> I love Bobo Brazil. <clears throat> He's just he was, like he was a good one. What you what you've done, the, the smiles you've put on faces. <laughs> what was uh, he was he was looking at me going, "You're not Bobo Brazil." No, I don't think you put a smile on anyone's face. Well, you you just didn't get a chance to to, to prove yourself. You know, I know, but and you know what bothers David about the Steve Harvey Judge Steve Harvey show is that years and years and years ago, David tried to pitch. Stone Cold Justice, where Steve Austin was a judge. And obviously, I mean, no brainer would have been a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Who 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 didn't greenlight that? 
knowing David, he probably blew the meeting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he probably left a rambling voicemail and then it never got off the ground. He walks in in the like bright red Elvis outfit. Yes. What's the, we did a pitch meeting once and he wore Randy Savage's old tights. <laughs> he has them and they sat in the meeting and the part I don't think the executive knew who Randy Savage was, so we were in <laughs> trouble already. Yeah, that's uh that's a key keep part of that uh presentation yeah <laughs> any context at all it was great well do, do you have any shit steve <laughs> come judge steve harvey now just uh his honorary title uh do you have any do you have any interactions with him he's like uh, you know what basically what you see in the episode is what we did mm-hmm. i'm sure there was a little longer bits and stuff in between but it's that's it really like you come in, they show you around, he shows up, you play, you're gone. He changes his suit and he does another one. Like they really blitz through it. Yeah. But I will say, like, you ever meet celebrities and visually it's it's humanizing your concept of them? You're like, oh, this is a human being. He does not look like a human being. Like his mustache <laughs> is so like I went, that's Steve Harvey. I didn't it's, go, oh, this is a person, this is a human being who lives. His mustache looks like it's Velcro. It's Vanta like Black. It's, so, it's that like. Yeah. <laughs> like if I threw a tennis ball at his mouth, it would stick to his upper lip. It just looked <laughs> like it's just show. And it's just like, you're, I'm staring at a cartoon character. You're Roger Rabbit to me. This is so bizarre. Uh, you, you mentioned the Forbidden Door. Yes. You're RJ City, if you don't know, is somebody with a key fob to this forbidden door. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> you're just going in and out, popping up everywhere and anywhere. You were part of WWE's WrestleMania weekend. I, I'm, I'm sure you did a bunch more than that, too. But uh, that yes, was... I had a weekly series on the bump, which I, mm-hmm. I'm gathering neither of you watched, and it's okay. I'm not going to hold it against I you. Am, um, I'm the bump's biggest fan. That's fine. I did a bunch of pay-per-view watch-alongs, which don't exist anymore. Uh huh. You know, a lot of things of that nature, and pitched a lot more stuff. Importantly, a lot more other things were going to happen that never did. Is there anything that was a WWE-specific idea that will never happen that you were really excited about? Well, we had done WrestleMania After Dark. Mm-hmm. which was the was like a late night special in between the, the WrestleMania, both nights of WrestleMania. And that was then great. They, thank you. And they were like, this is fantastic. We want to do it again. So the plan was to do a SummerSlam after dark. And I had already written it, which is so it just kills. It just breaks your heart that it's already written. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're like, yeah. uh, uh. and I wanted to get, I wanted to get tugboat. Like since the, the first one, I was being a little cautious. And the second one, I'm like, well, obviously you guys liked it. Let's let's see how we can push this. Give me tugboat. For Wait, did the first one character. have Ric Flair on it? First one had Flair. Uh, but Kevin tugboat Owens. is the ass. Yeah, yeah we got yes. up the ante. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, let's go. Yes, absolutely. And then I really wanted either like The Undertaker or Randy Orton or. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get some. Oh, I also wanted to try to get Nick Totoro. <laughs> wow! Yeah. So, so it would have been so it would have been Undertaker, Randy Orton, Tugboat, and Nick Totoro on SummerSlam After Dark. Why didn't they go for it? Well, uh, to make a long story short, the entire department uh, was gutted. 
So, and all of a sudden, one day, everybody who's responsible for me getting stuff done no longer worked there. Oh, it sounds like all of my projects. Yes, (laughs) I've ever done. (laughs) Very, very big business type of thing. Yeah, which sucks. Like at least I would have maybe felt a little better if somebody just called me up and said, "Hey, we think you're shit." (laughs) You know, I can take some sort of responsibility for it. Yeah. No, it's just you're you're a cog in a gigantic machine. I'm a fob in a gigantic (laughs) machine. And then lo and behold, I'm like, well, you know, what am I doing? And then uh, Tony Khan, all the way from Jacksonville, says, "Uh, why don't you come do some stupid stuff here? And I said, are you sure? And he said, yes. Yeah, you're not a cog there. You're sitting down with Tony Khan. TK, as I like to call him. Yes. I haven't got, we haven't gotten to the TK stage yet. I'm hoping we can, in our first episode of Wrestling Club, TK called our guest, Joey Janela. So hoping maybe TK, uh, you know, gets a little uh, trigger happy with uh, calling tonight. You know, maybe, maybe we can get TK to call in. What do you think? I've never spoken to him over the phone. Uh, I Maybe he just doesn't want to hear me breathe. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? He seems like a texter. He does seem like a texture. I don't, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the one call to be like, Hey, we think all of this is very stupid. It's like, stop mentioning Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> yeah. Some of these references that you're throwing on AEW, uh, which is uh, your, your second series. Now you, you did one where you're uh, driving the, the stars. Yes, of AEW. The road, the road to revolution, which is like a, a, a pay-per-view time thing. Yeah, but this is this is this is where we get into the Regis territory. This is mm-hmm. your talk show. Um, you're, you're set up presumably backstage at the arena and wherever. Yes. Uh, Sometimes. And... Well, we've built a mobile set. Okay. Uh, the sign is actually on wheels, and we do All have right. a smaller version too. If I need to take it anywhere, obviously, wow. it's not like we've built a Hey W studio and people are coming to us. We're going to them at the yeah. arenas and basically finding room closets and storage areas and setting up there. This isn't the bump. people. This is not the bump at all. You do not I'm, have I'm, 40 replica belts. No, we're well, lucky if we have some wooden crates behind us. We have yeah. a table with an on-air sign. No snacks as of yet. Nothing in the way of craft service. Um, we're working our way up there. I just did a, an episode came out today with Britt Baker and the chair I was sitting on broke. <laughs> I uh, saw that. I appreciated yeah. the, the commitment to just stay in a broken chair. Well, what I think what happened, it was like a director's chair and it actually collapsed on me. Mm. <laughs> so it was actually held up on me and didn't fully, fully break. So thankfully for my wide berth, I was able to continue the show. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it messed up the two shot, but I appreciated the that you didn't take yes. stop and reset. Right. I was the, all the eye lines were messed up because I was suddenly half a foot shorter. Yeah. The, well, this is like a busy show. Britt Baker is a big star, yes. has a lot to do. Was this in Pittsburgh too? This was in, can't remember where we did this, South Carolina. So it was a few weeks ago. Okay. And it is one of these things where you have to grab people. They are doing a million other things that day, and they're all far more important than Hey W. Mm-hmm. So you grab them and you sit them down, and it's literally one take. We have not <clears throat> done a second take of anything. So what you see is literally what you get. There's but really minimal to no preparation 
for them at all. And I don't like all credit to them. People are like, oh, that's amazing. You get to do that. I'm like, it's really them sitting here and being open to any of this idiocy. It's yeah. You mentioned the watch alongs with WWE. <laughs> it felt like it was always Pat McAfee, uh, the WWE India correspondent, <laughs> um, like five NXT superstars, like Mario Lopez. It was just always this like <laughs> weird rotation of people. Uh, but but you're you're getting these these big names that are carving out the time to have you make like Judd Hirsch references at them. Yeah, and I've been given really no notes on anything, and I'm like, are you guys sure? You know, it's they've so been great. incredibly supportive, which make freaks me out. I mean, I think the fact that episode two had TK himself is a an endorsement in and of itself. Absolutely. I, I would hope so. I mean, maybe he, I, there had been really no episodes to be seen at that point. So I don't yeah. know what his reaction was to everything. I think if he had a bad time, I think there, you wouldn't get that invite <laughs> to South Carolina. So we'll see. It seems like it will continue. However, it could also just be pulled at any second. Sure. Who knows what will happen? And that's, I think, the joy of it. And I will continue to push the envelope not controversially, but into obscurity. Now, I, I, to get to this Regis thing that we've been teasing, I think these uh, interview segments, because uh, I, I feel like you've learned lessons from Regis and the other great interviewers, our Arsenios, our Conans. <laughs> our who... Tom Snyders, yeah. <laughs> Did Tom Snyder have wrestlers on there? Years ago, I worked at a television station that carried a live wrestling show, and I once asked one of the wrestlers, what hurts the most in the ring? And he said, when the fans out there start throwing used flashlight batteries at us. It's, it's comedic, but you get to see the personality in a different context. And what shines through this like odd, different scenario as opposed to what you'd see on a wrestling show. Danhausen, for instance, I think he had his most character development in AEW on AEW. Hey, your show. Hey, I mean, it's a weird, it's, it is a weird thing where you're like, it's, it's certainly not people getting over in the traditional way. Mm -hmm. Right. Because these are not normal situations. Yeah. I mean, you ask the questions, I think a, a casual AEW viewer would have like, are you a demon? Are you a ghost? Like, those are valid questions for somebody that hasn't, you know, poured over hours of Danhausen on YouTube. I hope so. And then I, and then sometimes it, it devolves into like an actual real, like I'll ask a stupid question and then get a real answer. Like Keith Lee is a perfect example. Like, mm -hmm. obviously you'll go, he's is a genuine human being. He has the, the stupidest host imaginable and he's at answering every question in the most genuine way. Like, yeah. what a nice person. Who Who is on your wish list? Oh, everybody. <laughs> I, have a, I have a top of the line where it's like, but that's also the great part of having Tony as my second guest, where it's like, Tony did it. What's your excuse? You that's don't have right. an excuse. Just, <laughs> you know, come on. So there's been people, it's also not only a matter of like them saying okay but then you have to schedule it and hope everything works out and hope they're there the day that you're there but yeah no there i can't think of anyone who's not on my list yeah um, it's yeah. funny we were uh 
charting the success of uh, our favorite wrestler, no offense, Lulu Pencil, who was yes. roving reporter uh, during her stint in AEW. And like, you know, maybe starting out, okay, I'll interview the Japanese wrestlers. I'll interview now like the nice bears of wrestling, like Big <laughs> Show and Mark Henry, and then building like a way up to like Punk and then Tony Khan. Uh, but you, you flipped that script. So I try to go all over the place. However, I will say there are certain people that I've realized I'm going to have to get to. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to get to them by doing interviews with other people first. Yeah. Going, oh, they've done an interview with this person. Maybe that person could say, it's okay. You, you know, you can do this. And then the best part, like Keith, I wanted to be like, what are you doing? Like he had not seen this before. He was not familiar. And I was like worried for him. <laughs> I wanted <laughs> to say, like no, no, please. Yeah. And then, you know, but like there's other people like Eddie Kingston who we've done stuff before and he, he knows my level of idiocy. Yeah. I mean, isn't that how like wrestling works in general? Yeah. Basic, basically, they yeah. know where I'm going, I guess. And I certainly know where he's going. But then Keith, I mean, I, I've known him, but I don't think he's ever seen anything I've done. It's like nor, the nor should he. The series of choices one needs to make uh, and like gates they need to cross uh, can end up with Effie kissing Minoru Suzuki. Right. You know, like that's yeah. uh, uh, you know that that means a lot of people have uh, sort of given a stamp of approval. So yes, my yeah. my favorite other thing was that. Um, the last time I was there, Vicky Guerrero came up to me and she's like, why haven't I been on the show? And I was like, I don't know you. We have no, I, I mean, I would love like, but we, I haven't, I, I have literally done one round of these and we've never discussed anything. We have no rapport, but like, thank you. So I'm sure she will be on at some juncture. I also, but, when, I, when I picture the backstage at AEW, I imagine there's like eight SNLs happening. <laughs> there's like backstage pre-tapes. There's Sammy's vlog, Being the Elite, you yeah. know, uh, Uno's vlog. I don't know who has the vlogs. I don't watch all of them, but like just it's <laughs> there's like just a room full of people acting. Yes, it's a, just the whole thing is is exactly what you would expect mm -hmm. basically and then i'm off in the corner sitting in the dark with pages of notes on people i have no idea who i'm gonna get well one one thing you do that regis didn't do was research because <laughs> if, if regis were interviewing you you'd be like so you've got a new show it's called aew it's on cbs <laughs> and then you'll be sitting there but he I, he will do stuff that i <clears throat> will steal from were you just sitting i don't know he'll have like spike lee on mm -hmm. and out of nowhere he'll go you know me and joy were out for dinner last night at the blue dolphin in the city it's a wonderful place and who's sitting next to me mickey dolan's from the monkeys you're like <laughs> it, and spike lee's like what, what do you want me to do with this yeah <laughs> did you ever meet neil sadako spike <laughs> But that, that, that's the wonderful thing about Regis is that absolutely everyone was the same level of celebrity to him. That's true. Yeah. I was watching his farewell special and the yes. audience is astounding because it's just like friends of the show and like the the tier, the, the strange tier you need to be in 
you've got like Donald Trump <laughs> and then you've got like Charles Grodin. It's just like this weird assemblage of like new New York people. Yes. Yeah. We're all friends with Regis, but we're not friends with each other. So let's get into this Regis talk. Darren, I know you're a big Regis fan. I love uh, Regis. I watched Regis every day when I was a kid. Yeah. My first WrestleMania was WrestleMania 7. The oh. Regis. Oh, Alex Trebek and Marla Maples. Right, with me now, three folks who will help make this WrestleMania one for the history books. I'm talking about the WrestleMania celebrity guest co-hosts, Regis Philbin, Marla Maples, and Alex Trebek. And let me just say, gang, it's great to have you all here in Los Angeles for WrestleMania. Regis, let's kick it off with you, pal. Gene, it is an absolutely incredible experience for me. You know, I've had all of the guys on the show at one time, all of the WWF superstars. I've had a Hulker. Hulkamania lives, you know, the Hulk himself. I've had Macho King. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had them all on the show, and they're the greatest. But now I'm a guest on their show, and I'm having a terrific time out there just hanging around with the guys, talking it over, except for one guy who I can't get close to. Who is that? Well, he scares me a little bit. Really. Earthquake. Earthquake. So big, Gene. I mean, it's, he's awesome. The other night, they tell me, on Hollywood Boulevard, he tipped over a Pizza Hut delivery truck and ate everything inside. Now, that makes me nervous, Gene. It really does. Regis? Yes, Gene. You're beautiful. Thank you. Is by far the most underrated WrestleMania of all time, and a lot of that has to do with how great Regis and Alex are. Marla Maples is all right. It's kind of weird. My yeah. favorite quote from that WrestleMania is, oh, come on, Hulk. <laughs> that is my, and also, also sitting there looking bewildered. And this is someone who I did try to get on uh, when I was doing stuff on the bump. But I, what the hell, I'll try to get him for AEW, is Henry Winkler. Yeah. <laughs> He's sitting there with his yellow knit sweater on. In like the fifth yeah. row, I, clearly because his kid was a wrestling fan and he was a good father. Yeah, that whole that celebrity section isn't that like, Macaul Macaulay Culkin's there, but they don't mention him by name. Yeah, yeah. they're like, look at these youngsters all alone. <laughs> it's like Maca <laughs> Macaulay and Kieran, and then you got like Chuck Norris and Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. It's just a, a a real real team. Um, <laughs> yeah, I talked to Macaulay Culkin about that too. <laughs> I had a very limited window of uh, questions I could ask him when he did my show, and uh, I, I brought that up. I was like, "What was that like?" He was like, "I don't know. It was like six, and my life was <laughs> in shambles." Now, <laughs> the I happiest must, day of my life. I must preface with some some Regis backstory. Yes. Is that when, when he was on the Joey Bishop show, he was a sidekick on the Joey Bishop show. He participated in generally what would be considered a work, mm -hmm. you know, but in a non-wrestling capacity, they thought it would be a really good ratings grab if they garnered some controversy and had Regis walk off the show. Really? Oh. Regis did not want to do it. He was not comfortable doing it. He played it up like it was real for years and years. Later, he admitted it was not. But he walked off the show. And like the middle of the show, he said, you know, the ratings are down. These focus groups, these executives said, I'm not doing good. And I, I don't feel like I deserve to belong here. So I'm done. He walked off the show. Joey Bishop hosts, you know, the rest of the show. And then, of course, it makes the papers, you know, what's going on. Can we get him back? And then finally he comes back because of course it was all like a ruse. It's a happening. It because yeah, it was a happening, but I think it's because Jack Parr had walked off his show 
and right. they thought this this will be good for ratings. Wow. Yeah, and I think he was very uncomfortable with it because it is a kind of a shitty thing to do and have to pretend that it's real and you know. Yeah, that's that's so interesting. I didn't know that story. Yeah, um, and then he also from his radio days, and this is his real entry into wrestling, became friends with Freddie Blassie. That's right. Freddie Blassie was the person that uh, encouraged him and encouraged wrestlers uh, to, to cross paths and cross pollinate more. Um, listening to a bit of a Dave Meltzer <laughs> review after Regis's death, he was like, oh, yeah, you subscribe to the Observer. <laughs> he was ah. and, 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 you know, uh, 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 they wanted me to come on the show, but, you know, it never happened. But uh, but you know I, I think it was just ah. scheduled game. I know, but I never met the guy. But but you know he, he subscribed. Yeah, so uh, that happened. Uh, we just uh, early interviews with the destroyer where yes. he c- conducted the interview in his own destroyer mask. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I w- I wish this stuff were easier to find because that's stuff I find so fascinating. Was that era? Um, what well, RJ? If you, I feel like you're the historian here. The how, what, what was his impetus into broadcasting in general? He loved it and always wanted to do it. And I feel like he was bouncing around. I feel like he had started as like a weatherman or a, like a Larry King type on the radio, mm-hmm. and he was bouncing around a bunch of different places. And he, I believe, holds the record for longest time on television of any human being ever. Yeah, at the end of his uh, his uh, his run on live, I guess it was the name of the show. Uh, they did a a, a a rent. They brought the cast of Rent out, <laughs> and they sang like five million thirty five thousand six hundred whatever. However long he had been on the Unbelievable. air. Unbelievable. As and a, he, yeah he i like he never there was at no point did he ever not have a show really yeah i mean he he had the morning show uh in the 80s which was uh i think he had found success as like a morning guy in san diego i think mm-hmm. and then uh he had the morning show which then spun off to live with regis and kathy lee which then made uh live with regis and kelly which then made live with kelly and michael and then live with kelly and ryan which i think is the current iteration i believe so yeah um but uh i think it, the thing with uh, him having wrestlers on was just that he gave it the gravity it needed when it needed it uh so this was a, a clip and then uh, i definitely want to get to the one that you sent me uh, which yeah. i hadn't seen but i think this sets it up pretty well uh, so this is Macho Man Randy Savage, maybe the ultimate uh, wrestling guest for any of these talk shows. Um, he was on before WrestleMania 8, and they talked about the uh, troubling situation with Ric Flair. Now, there's a lot going on behind the scenes of this match, and part of it is because Ric Flair has opened his mouth about what happened years ago between him and Elizabeth. I don't know if it's true or not. It's not! All right, well, let's take a look at what happened on a recent WWF uh, wrestling match. Mean Gene meeting Ric Flair and getting a lowdown on what really went on this years ago. Mean Gene wasn't... Here we are. Look at the look in her eyes. 
Have you ever seen a woman more content in your entire life? And look at here at the stables. Oh. <laughs> there she is with her two favorite studs. Jim, I guess you were her first mate, huh? <laughs> Something like that, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> Damaged goods. Let's go back here. <laughs> Remember I What I'm going to do to Ric Flair, all right, is the same that you would do if somebody trashed joy through the mud right. with untrue lies. Pull his eyeballs. It's the same... That Frank Gifford would do for you, Kathy Lee, because I know Frank Gifford and I know what he's made of. In a heartbeat. That's exactly <laughs> It's the same as Ahmad would do for Felicia. And it's the same as Donald Trump would do for Marlon. Wait a minute. <laughs> I might be wrong about that. He might buy the guy off. <laughs> no, wait a minute. He might possibly can't do that at this exact time. I know. Hey, hey. Well, you're going after this guy. I'm going after this guy April the 5th, WrestleMania 8. Bet on me you could be a millionaire overnight because I'll guarantee you one thing. I'm the once and future World Wrestling Federation champion. Nobody does it better than the macho man Randy Savage. I'm going to do a tap dance on his head, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to put him away quick. I'm going to make him miserable, yeah. Make him suffer Torture him, macho. Suffered. Isn't That's that right. something? This is the 90s. Why not let it happen that way? Macho man's <laughs> during this course of misery, he says it's the 90s a lot. I think that's his way of like holding on to his his uh, relevancy, showing people that he was aware what decade it was. Yeah, it, and he he came equipped. He had so many references. He was talking about the upcoming game. He was talking about Donald Trump. I think he makes a no. dynasty reference at some point. <laughs> Wait, so I mean, this is amazing in the sense that Regis has. So, I mean, he's not Walter Cronkite, but he has some level of credibility. Mm -hmm. at least as, as far as a mainstream celebrity is concerned certainly kathy lee does too and then i mean obviously regis is leading this but he's decided to just totally plug the storyline yeah and seamlessly weave it in as opposed to you know how many times you see wrestlers on talk shows and it, they'll give the ah oh, is this fake is this a show and blah 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 and then they'll lightly plug whatever the upcoming show is. Regis yeah. is like, let's weave this in. This in. And that's the thing is that it was probably all bullshit to Regis, all the celebrity stuff. Like there, there is no difference. And that's the way I think. Like, what is the difference between, I don't know, celebrities who are feuding, whatever. They do it all the time. What's the big deal? Half yeah. of it is bullshit and so is this. So let's enjoy it. And the fact that this crowd who's, you know, like, Grannies from Indiana excited to get their Omaha Steaks gift certificate. Yes. <laughs> they are like reacting to this feud, but he's like, damaged goods. And they're like, ooh. Yes. You know, which I, is I a think great. And it, it is a great feud to have on this show because you can, I mean, Randy is obviously smart enough to personalize it. Yeah. Which is great uh, not that i think i don't think frank gifford did i don't think their relationship turned out exactly that way <laughs> i love how he says i know frank gifford <laughs> i know frank gifford sure. like I think they he went does. fishing together <laughs> in the same way that uh, we we're talking about bret hart uh <laughs> who, who did he say got him tickets to pearl jam i forget oh i forget too 
we've been talking about Bret Hart and uh, his good friend Eddie Vedder. Yes, <laughs> in private. Uh, but yeah, so now people are invested in Macho and Elizabeth. They appeared on the show in the early '80s, so you know if you're a regular watcher of Regis, you might know her. Uh, but then you sent me this, which I had never seen. So let me explain how I found this. I was every Sunday morning, I make coffee in my underwear on YouTube. And I have a penchant to sing popular, obscure TV theme songs. Not very popular. And one of them I know very well is the this theme from, from Regis and Kathy Lee. Dun, 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 dun. And I was looking for a clip afterwards to verify that I had sung it correctly. I was trying to find a, a full cut of the song. And I stumbled upon, this is one of their remote special episodes, which I believe was done in Detroit. And what would happen was, remember they would always do like the Disneyland episodes, mm -hmm. the tourism board or whoever's in charge of promotions of a certain place or company would pay for them to do this. And then they would give away tickets or whatever. So this was, this was a special episode in Detroit to plug whatever the hell is going on in Detroit at that time. I had absolutely no knowledge that Randy Savage was in this episode when I clicked on it. I, but I said, I love these weird remote episodes because they have a giant stadium. And yeah, like, they're like the see. Joe Louis Arena or something. Yes. <laughs> it's so, it's so wrong for this. But I'm like, let me watch this. And I had really uncovered this gem, which not many, I mean, you guys have never seen it before, which well, I think says something as to how obscure it is. All right, so let's take a look. At, and Macho is in the crowd, it should be noted. He is not like on stage. It's like in row 28. Randy, how's, how's Miss Elizabeth doing? Well, bottom line is we got a divorce. No. Yes, you're right. Yep. No. Uh, super serious. Uh, one of those things that didn't work out. Nobody's to blame. And... Uh, I just want to say that in my heart, I'll always love her. Well, so sad to hear this. Gee, news. I'm sorry to hear this. Surely, Eater and Macho Man are going together now. <laughs> uh, gee, I'm, I'm, I'm stunned. We're stunned. I have no I'm idea. very sorry. She's a lovely lady, and but I'm, I'm grateful that it's amicable. Very lovely lady. Yes. All right, Macho Man. Well, you're going to come back and be a part of our Macho Men of Michigan fashion show, right? Not only that, but I'm going to win it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> thank god he's wearing uh painted sunglasses because he looked like he was about to cry so my understanding is he was there because they also had a show i think a pay-per-view in toledo or something that mm -hmm. weekend not even something in michigan but like michigan-ish kind of yeah. close that's why he's not like the main main guest and they're pointing, you know, these have, these shows have weird, because they have to entertain these people. So they have big musical guests and stuff. And they're like, oh, look who's in the crowds, Randy Savage. And this is the second time that Kathy Lee has found herself in this kind of predicament. Mm -hmm. Because one time on the, the Today Show, Kathy Lee and Hoda, she asked Martin Short how his wife is doing. Yes. And and I believe his wife had been dead for years. 
That was a very famous clip. And it, it, it is. I mean, look, she, and Kathy Lee shouldn't know the marital status. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So no faults there. And then just for Randy to have to, and I don't know if it was fully public information at the time. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe to our observer reader like <laughs> Regis Philbin. <laughs> not to and the then... 67,000 people <laughs> this taping of Live with Regis and Kathy Lee. And, then, and even then, I mean, what is that, like early 90s? Yeah. It's very weird to talk about divorce at all. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh God. Because I mean, now you're like, everyone gets divorced, what's the big deal? But then it was like, Lily. And and I mean, he's in that outfit, full <laughs> Randy Savage I, outfit. And it's it, the yeah. most sincere thing yeah. in the world. And everyone's like, oh, this whole crowd is now like heartfelt because it's sweet and sad and sentimental. And then, you know, <laughs> Ray just has to take it back like we have to get back on track here right which is the most egregious thing ever <laughs> and oh you're going out with uh and I, I don't know why he said that it was some callback to something that was going on before and then uh and then the real the the cherry on top is you're going to be competing in our uh, macho <laughs> men of michigan fashion contest <laughs> <laughs> No, it's funny, that, but I'm gonna win. And it's like you guys, the train is off the tracks, guys. It's so funny about that because I was watching. I didn't know Regis and Kathy Lee, or Kelly were live during 9/11, but in my hours of research for this, I went down that wormhole, and uh, they're like, "And the towers, look, look at them. It's such a shame." Kelly, uh, he went out last night. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's also like, and I is a key to a Regis his success is that we have a show to do. We mm-hmm. have to do this show. And you could always rely on him because it is uncomfortable. And like, it would make me walk off the stage. Yeah. Andy Savage divulged his divorce to me. Uh, but he's like, no, like we have to, this show must continue. That's like something like only like your best friends might <laughs> get that response. Like, Oh, like, how's your girlfriend? It's like, uh actually we broke up but i uh still love her very much (laughs) yeah uh, well all right and i will say masterful job by regis to to offer consolation Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and then make a joke and then get back on track like like you could probably we could have just done this and just kept playing it over and over again for an hour because it is really like that is a professional. Well, you you mentioned divorce. Let's talk about uh, this. Maybe the most notorious wrestling Regis incident. Uh, Ravishing Rick Rude was yes. a guest on the show. Uh, and uh, Frank Gifford, who is Monday Night Football uh, commentator, I guess, right? Yeah, and well, former player, certainly. Former player. Uh, he was not too happy about this. Uh, situation <laughs> that unfolded i again it's like it's wrestling maybe you should understand that there's some level of artifice in there but i guess the that is the skill of it to to make you a believer and he believed all of this and was very upset i think kathy lee did too um there's an arc that we see her take through the course of this interview that uh i think you should pay attention to but here's ravishing rick rude 
Featherstein. Thank you. Oh, Rick, Thank you, Rick. Rick's looking you over. You know how lucky you are that he uh, kissed your hand? Really? Rick. How tall are you, Rick? 6'4". How tall are you, Kathy? I'm short. I'm, ex I'm, I'm really short. I have stubs for legs, but 6'4", that's big. Those don't look like no stubs I've ever seen before. <laughs> you know, I really, honest to God, I sense something going on here. And we're going to see if anybody in our audience... Or... <laughs> I don't Huh? I'll go check on Bobby. No, wait a minute. No, you sit right here. It could be you. We don't know what's going to happen, but we'll be it right back in a moment. We'll be right back. In a moment. We'll be right back. Joanne's back there. One of your production says she's begging to come out here. She wants to root away. Yeah, every... <laughs> this guy is looking her over, and he's making her very nervous. The woman's coming unglued. I think well, you'd I... like the root awakening. I think Some... Kathy Lee needs a root awakening. Somebody. <laughs> Kathy Lee's had a few rude awakenings. Not this rude, not <laughs> this rude, Kathy. Yeah. Yeah, well, brain, tell oh, Can we have a cold towel out here for <laughs> Kathy Lee? I can get you in and uh, pretty good seats on top of it. But it's Monday night football night. That's okay. <laughs> oh, we have another winner. Revealing the tights with Kathy Lee's face on them and gyrating. It's on the oh, ass. Who's on, is Regis on the ass? Yes. Ah. Kathy runs up the stairs. The stairs to nowhere. The stairs to nowhere. As Rickard clenches his buttocks. What a joke. That's funny. That's no! Oh no! No! <laughs> Rick Rude okay. runs up, <laughs> chases her. Kathy Lee is screaming. Welcome back. <laughs> she runs off stage. Fun. Everyone's having fun. <laughs> Most people are having fun. Uh, now, what I think happened <clears throat> that made this this I think worse than it seems is that Kathy Lee had written about it in her book. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, oh. and made it seem like it was this huge chaotic scene where it's like it's literally. I mean, Rick Rude did this every entrance mm -hmm. ever, you know. And I mean, Regis is getting obviously such a kick about being on Rick's ass. <laughs> he like keeps yeah. her there. <laughs> He's like forcing her to stay because he She's, knows it's good television. Obviously, I mean, yeah, who knows what the deal was? <laughs> but Rick is is literally doing what he always did. Yeah. And I will say, if you want to see an example of another host that plays along, Rick. Sting, Johnny B. Bad, and I can't remember who else, all appeared on the Vicki Lawrence show. Wow. Yeah, and Vicki was very, she, she understood the value of playing along with Rick Root. And Rick, I'm just so happy that they put my little face on the front because I wouldn't, if it was on the back, you know, he'd go around telling people he was sitting on my face, I would hate it. Rick 
so Kathy runs up those stairs to nowhere, which which makes you go like, is this supposed to be a house? Like, what is this? <laughs> this whole yeah. couch in the background that no one's ever used. Oh, and I then I Kathy, actually have to correct you there. One person has used this couch. Uh, are we going to play it after this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then Kathy goes up the stairs and then Rick like feeds her the duck the line as he gets to the top of the stairs. He like slows down. He's like, you know, move. Um, but if we're talking about straight up bizarre eroticism, I believe the next clip takes the cake. Yeah. Here's uh, the ultimate warrior. Uh, Darren, if you could narrate what's what's happening when there's no do my best. verbiage. We'll try to keep this side. That's the big brush. Here's what I like. <laughs> I like when you get mad, you know, when they come when they come to you for the interview and you're like this. Ah. So Regis is doing his work. Okay. Warrior starts throwing furniture. Uh, dumping couches. Snarling. He's in a pornographic outfit. Somehow covering more, but also showing more. He's in my niece's dance recital leotard. This is where he would only paint part of his face. So he literally just looks like he went to a <laughs> the one to the ball. Because Kathy Lee are hiding. <laughs> Thank you, Ultimate. What, what his first name, Ultimate. He's just, he's just a little pussycat. He's just a little crazy. That's all. He's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. Petting Kathy Lee, petting a wrestling buddy. There's nothing worse than <laughs> Ultimate Warrior trying to like humanize himself. <laughs> And we also point out how amazing it is that Warrior has matched his color scheme with Kathy Lee's outfit. It is an impressive uh, uh, ensemble. The, the whole, the whole, the whole thing looks great. Really incredible. And then <laughs> Warrior is like, I feel like not seeing the clip really heightens how aggressive he's. Been. He's like passively tipping over the furniture. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say he's destroying it in a true Incredible Hulk sense. Yeah. Can you like, not see this footage? No, no. I'm just saying for okay. people who have, you <laughs> oh, know, yes, you hear yes, like, yes. oh, yeah, and then he wrecked the set. And I'm like, not really. It's not really right. It's very soft. It's yeah. He, he, Although he hurls that first chair. He hurls it blind over Regis's head. <laughs> his back <laughs> is turned. Regis does not realize that he's thrown the chair. And this is something he would do. He did this on Ars Arsidio too. He'd just go, <laughs> tip over couches. Yeah. I mean, I mean, another that really deserves another episode from you guys is the wrestling appearances on Arsenio. Oh, uh, we've covered a little bit, but uh yeah, I think we did a whole other episode. Uh yeah, we we've got uh this anarchy that happens when wrestlers show up on the show, where it's like the show that would usually be like Kevin Sorbo talks about, <laughs> you know, his new project uh, or whatever it is. And, you know, it's all very like calm and quiet. And then these wrestlers come on. It's, this is like, then it becomes the Chris Gethard show, you know, basically. <laughs> uh, let's take a look at uh, some of the more violent moments that have happened. And uh, I, I like how Regis has a 
a constant reaction to all these that uh, it's pretty uniform. Does the cross-faced chicken wing. Cross-faced chicken wing. Go ahead, do it to me, Regis, baby. Just take care. I'm getting to like it. <laughs> yeah. When I come here. Hey, easy. <laughs> waiting for an apology. You know, you almost broke my nose. Oh. <laughs> all right, you go. Easy. <laughs> easy. Come on, we only got 30. Easy, 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 So you get the guy down like this. Now what happens? Easy, I hook you up like this. Easy, 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 easy. Beautiful moments of wrestlers demonstrating moves. RJ, have you been in the situation where you go to do some sort of press and like you do the the wrestling move? Yes, and I'm so ashamed of myself. It's like when you first kind of start doing that stuff and you kind of want to do what's expected of you and oh you're a wrestler and then do the the oh chop the person and it's like and i've done it and i was fine at the time but now i'm like is this the best we could do (laughs) really this is like a caveman saying hey did you bring your club can you smash a rock it's just like are we not are we not beyond this so I do feel bad about that sometimes. And then it's hard to like, do I do it to the person and actually hurt them to prove a lesson that is doesn't exist? Or do I go really easy and then it's like, what was the point of this? Yeah, do you do a Belzer? <laughs> I almost had a Belzer. We did a, a public access show in New York uh, that followed the Chris Gethard show. And uh, <laughs> I, you know... We did a wrestling themed episode where I was like, oh, uh, and then like, I don't know, throw me up for a torture rack or something. <laughs> totally overshot the leap uh, on my end. <laughs> and, oh, like, yeah. Found myself just like doing a full arch over, uh, I think it was Kevin Matthews. Um, and then coming straight down and then being caught and grace- like gracefully saved and like gently now, racked. I will say, Speaking of the Chris Gethard show, Arsenio did the same thing. They were smart enough to have actual wrestling matches on their show. Mm -hmm. And I believe, and it is so cool to see, it was the Nasty Boys and the Legion of Doom on Arsenio. Yeah, that was, uh, that's another clip we haven't talked about, but they did the full wrestling show presentation. But it's so interesting to see, like, the Arsenio camera angles. Mm -hmm. for a wrestling match you're like i could watch wrestling like arsenio should have one wrestling match a week yeah very much enjoy this it's it's also like a little bit of like that 90s hip-hop edge to like wwf like yes what could have been there's the pickup the setup Yes, but also felt like when the Bushwhackers wrestled Carl Winslow and Steve Urkel, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the other thing, Regis's show, he's such a good sport. He's so eager to sell that he starts yelling before Sting fully applies the Scorpion Death Lock on him. Yeah. He just crosses his legs and he's like, ah, oh, like Regis is just like, oh, is this the move? It's, it's not even his first sharpshooter. <laughs> no, you've done this before. Also, smart of Brett to put Regis in the crossface chicken wing. It's yeah. easy to do. You're both standing. 
it's quite painful quite quickly and you can see both your faces I, I it's a smart move and it's got a funny name yes uh yeah. crossface chicken wing oh he put it put it be in the crossface uh, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> i like i feel like sting had seen clips of this before because <laughs> he was already already like making fun of him yes uh Speaking of Sting, here's his uh, longtime partner, Lex Luger, uh, giving a exercise demonstration that gets a little sexual. And basically all you do is try to bring your chest and abdominals towards your thigh. You can only come up about two, three inches. Bring the shoulders off the ground and back down. Up. Flexing while you Hold it for a second. Bring it back down. Up. Hold for a second. Bring it back down. I just thought of a Up. tag team. Uh... Lex and Rex. <laughs> I'm, I'm Rex and you're Lex. Lex is the dog. No, how about Flex? All right, fine. This is good. Shall we go out yeah. with a little... Uh... get more advanced. Yeah. You can actually bring your feet up. Yeah. And cross them. Yeah. And what I do is then is I actually will bring my, my legs toward me a little bit as I crunch up. So I... Oh, oh, you feel that much? Oh, more. this feels good, Lex. <laughs> oh, you got to hold for a second. Oh, Lex! Oh, Lex! You're going to serve a little bit, but it's very I like how wrestling brings out their horny side. Yeah. Notice well, how they have the same like music. tan mat. Oh, yeah. The cl- 90s club music. Yeah. I thought you added that, Fred. I was like, that's a weird choice. <laughs> I was going to say, just maybe take that out of the edit. That was all Gelman. It wow. Seems, it seems like this is a WCW Lex. Seems, yeah. And I would love to know the politics. And I wonder if I could... I, I, somewhere in my contacts, I, I'm sure I have someone who knows someone who worked on Regis, but I want to know the politics of WCW picking up the phone and getting their guys on Regis because well, for so long it was really WWF only. When you have Arn on AEW, maybe maybe you could ask him. Was he on Regis? No, but actually, uh, I there was a clip. I again, I I surfed through so many clips. We're gonna put them. I think maybe do a little compilation uh, and put them on. I think the, you guys need to put together the definitive Regis wrestling playlist. I, I think it'll be two hours long. Uh, but yeah, they did have uh, Bobby Heenan talking about the Brain Busters, where Regis said Arn is a very handsome man, and then he went <laughs> and did the Bushwhacker walk. Now listen to me, and you can look into my eyes and know that I am not joking. When we are done this interview, I will open my Hey W doc and i will write that as a question if i ever get arn anderson <laughs> i will absolutely look at him and say that to his face yeah. whether he's aware of it or not I, I mean i would hope if somebody went on regis and regis called me handsome they would tell me i hope bobby got back to the arena that day and said arn you're not gonna believe this i mean eric bischoff <laughs> seems to have that key fob too maybe he's the first to ask if he's ever backstage maybe bischoff had the jason hervey in <laughs> that got jason the people hervey on in. yeah uh these are uh there's a compilation of the appearances by the undertaker uh which are genuinely chilling and would have <laughs> and i think did scare me as a child because i think this maybe was like a one of these i saw in live you ready to go tomorrow night, Undertaker? But you failed to realize, Mr. Regis, this is not about winning and losing. This is life and death. Really? What did Hulk ever do to you? Yeah. What did he 
could ever do to me. Yeah. He is a self-righteous pig. Not the not rich one. <laughs> you know what I got for you? I got this for you, baby. Right here. Yes. This is a Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy. No, he's running in, into the, this deep set. He's a little crazy, but uh, he's cute. <laughs> he's got another wrestling buddy. More wrestling buddies. <laughs> the third wrestling buddy <laughs> chucks it at Undertaker's head. And finally. <laughs> He just has a whole shirt he just the revealed. The power of the Undertaker is inside there. <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> you know, I've never really been inside one of these. Oh, really? Try it out. You know, I've never really been inside one. What's that mean? So yes. Here's something for Rojo to play with. <laughs> Undertaker teddy bear. Okay. Was in the casket. No. No. Yeah. Find your new partner, Kathy. He's gone now. Let me go. Oh no. They killed Regis. Regis is being buried alive. The crowd very uncomfortable. And you know, I, I don't. Kathy Lee's great too. First of all, my favorite line ever is Hulk uh, Undertaker talking about Hulk and going, "This is a matter of life and death." And Regis just goes, "Really." <laughs> 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 And also incredible commitment by Regis of wearing a full sweater for the entire show so you can't see he's wearing a Hulk shirt underneath until the big reveal. Really, that, like, you just see, like, this is a professional. I love how we're breaking this down. Oh, yeah. I think this deserves the the dissection. He does the same thing with Steve Austin, too. He's got a Philbin 911 shirt. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And then, yeah, I mean, that other clip, was when I get it's it's Undertaker and Yokozuna seems to be the feud, and so Undertaker is firmly the babyface, but they've decided a good way to get that over is to have an attempt to murder Regis. <laughs> the crowd loved it, I think. Kathy, uh, help me. Well, <laughs> if you, if you want more, is, was there any clips that that we didn't get to? Oh my God, there's a clip with Yokozuna oh, uh, where I believe great. Regis is in a sumo suit. Yeah, well, they do it. They do a tug of war. Uh, yeah. uh, that, yes. Mm-hmm. There's a clip with Mr. Perfect where he does bowling on the set. Oh, my God. Well, you know, we just need to throw that in there because I do have it here. <laughs> you do? Okay. If, if you have the time, I, we'll I do. I mean, yeah, I want to do, you know, justice to this, this legacy that yeah. he's left behind. Oh, where is this clip? Oh, my gosh. There's also, uh, while you find it, there is. I think a whole Attitude Era series when they came out with that cookbook. That's they right. Had cooking segments. Yeah, the the JR cookbook. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the, there's a clip with Lita who's like very green in the gills as far as this stuff goes. Well, I mean, 
you don't have wrestlers hosting cooking segments. Yeah, it's it's a little strange. <laughs> they clearly just signed off on these recipes. I don't think they're exactly the, the gourmets that they had housed. <laughs> but yeah, there's a Kurt Angle one, and it's like, this is, you know, whatever you wanted to see from Kurt Angle, this is not what you're going to get. Yeah, they, they get a little less fun as like the 90s go on into mm-hmm. the 2000s. There's uh, also there's... definitely a, a Hollywood Hogan, peak NWO. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I they, recall. They do uh, one in the, the Brooke era, as I like to call it. Uh, <laughs> they had Bruce, Brooke Tessmacher on? <laughs> yeah, Brooke Tessmacher. No, Bro- Brooke Hogan when yes. Hulk was, you know, uh, Hogan siphoning off of her. Yes. Uh, right, right. Just also, do we see this footage of Brooke Hogan being interviewed about? It's funny because I was talking to, uh, who was I talking to? Uh, Brittany Page, actually, Diamond Dallas Page's daughter. Right. And, you know, we were like, why isn't there a wrestling union? Why? And I took, gave it a Google, and I don't really want to dive into that. But Well, I think um, there's one reason, isn't there? There's one reason. And his name is? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I have no idea who you're talking about. But okay. No, I just, you know, it's... She's aware. Yeah. But uh, let, let's, our final clip, because we love Lady Poffo on this show. Yes. Oh, yes, it is Lady Poffo. He yeah. is our favorite, uh, and he is Owen Modern of Wrestling Club. I thank you, Joy and Regis, for that lovely introduction. You know how to make a genius feel at home. But I came here to talk about a man who is to wrestling what Romulus and Remus were to Rome. It takes a real genius to appreciate perfection. Mr. Perfect is perfection at its best. By the power of the genius and the world's smartest man, let me introduce a very perfect guest. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight in Madison Square Garden, we will have a new perfect World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion. And now, if you are quite ready, the genius presents Mr. And I, key perfect. details, Mr. Perfect is in full wrestling gear. <laughs> and wet. Wet. I mean, he's, he's like, got, he looks like he's out immediately going to wrestle. Yeah, he's got the wrist tape on. It's not like, it's just full <laughs> presentation. But, what, but it, like, I hate when they put on the gear and then, like, half get dressed. Yeah. If don't have wrist, like, he does look good. Yeah, you got to go full, full gear. How did you two guys get together anyway? <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> There's a lot of people ask a lot of questions about the genius, what his wrestling abilities are, and what he exactly does for Mr. Perfect. First of all, mind your own business. Didn't think that was too personal. But the way he looks, all great leaders in this country, or even uh, on Star Trek, Captain Kurt. Yeah. He had Mr. Spock. Nobody questioned him. That's right. Right. He's my advisor. I've covered so much ground. I'm doing so many different things, and being absolutely perfect, I don't want to miss a thing. (laughs) But have you noticed the way he looks at you? No, but you have. And this is one of the rare episodes. Well, I mean, it's not a rare episode, but it's Joy instead of Kathy Lee. Yeah. You know, sometimes Joy filled in, which is weird because she was like a good, she was a good co-host. She was good. But I think she, they always did have her as a fill-in, you know, and it was good to, they weren't too frazzled because sometimes yeah. he would have to host with other people and it didn't go so well. Um, Darren, do you, do you have those, uh, those tights nearby? 
Darren, do you have a picture of me airbrushed on your ass? Unfortunately, the, the tights are in the uh, in my closet. It's, it's they're oh. not right here. That's what I need to hang. I'm trying to figure out what to hang on the uh, oh yeah yeah club white wall. Maybe that's what what we'll put there. Are uh, my signed Lanny Poffo genius tights? Oh, uh, the blue ones. The blue ones. That was my gift to Darren for Christmas. It was a very nice gift. That's uh, fantastic. They smelled great because he's a very clean man. He's very he is. I've met him and I just he's pristine. Yeah. Well, you know, he uh he he doesn't wipe, he washes. There's no need to. Yeah, it's a whole it's a shower. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for going on this journey. Sorry it went a little long, but uh we had to get the and, and the rest of that clip. You can find all these on the wrestling club YouTube. Now that I talk about it, I have to comp- compile all of them because I downloaded all of them uh to watch. And it's been a, a wild weekend for it's me. Lo- it's been a lonely weekend. Okay, that's good. Wild. But, yes, you know. but I think we've learned and I think we've underestimated the professionalism of Regis Philbin. Oh, the best. Mm-hmm contributor and a supporter of the business right definitely understood what it was about and and you know even though sure i'll say it his veneers were a little big at sometimes it's a little uh, frightening but uh nothing but respect well uh rj do you you have any anything to plug i guess i i don't know i always feel like you just google rj city and then there's a variety of things will come up and click on what you like. And if you find stuff you don't like, if you find videos that are boring, please let me know. That would be very helpful to me. They don't because people never have a problem letting me know when they don't like something I do. See, it's very, yes, it's constructive. Uh, You can buy my coffee, high anxiety at rootlesscoffee.com. YouTube, look at it. Hey, W is every Sunday. I make coffee in my underwear every Sunday on my YouTube too. And apparently you can also see me on Twitter. Apparently. Apparently. Oh, you got how'd you get on Twitter? I've been trying to get on Twitter this whole time. I know people. That's it. You know, this is my step in the right direction, I think. I'll see what I can do. Thanks, Darren. Darren, you got your WFMU music show every Saturday night. Who'd who'd you play? Oh, last night I played one I really liked, and everyone should check out the video. It's uh, this Scottish singer from the early 80s named Jesse Ray, who performs like it's like a mixture of like that early eight, like early electro funk meets post punk. And he performs in full Scottish warrior regalia. He's got the the kilt. He's got the battle helmet, but it's still like sensitive R&B. So he's like on a beachfront and it's kind of got city pop vibes but he's wearing a giant helmet and battle gear from you know the uh middle ages so that was pretty interesting jesse ray check that out wfmu.org check out the playlist check out the archives i'll be back saturday night at midnight not this week but in two weeks i'm off next week i'll be on special assignment next yeah uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I do comedy shows. Check out the comedy calendar. That, uh, oh, the comedy <laughs> calendar. Oh, that's about when, when I it, always check that out. Yeah. My when comedy it starts cal. to exist. Um, but uh, the Comcal. Yeah. Uh, we'll have uh, ne- next week. We're going to be covering uh, wrestling's greatest arm wrestling <laughs> matches. All right. So we're doing arm wrestling next week. I won't be here. Yeah. Darren's, special assignment. Yeah. 
and we, that might bleed over to karate fighters. We'll see how much research I have to do. It's going to be a weird one to miss, I guess. It sounds yeah. like. And then in two weeks, we'll be doing our uh, latest installment of our yearbook series. We'll be looking at wrestling in the year 1988. Yeah. The year I was born. You were born in 1988? Yeah. So was I. Look at us. Hey, look at us. It's an honor to have you on here. And, uh, you you know, you're so funny. I'm going to make this. We've got a very esteemed Hall of Fame. The Comedy Aww. Wrestling Hall of Fame, uh, and, and through through your appreciation of uh, wrestling and pop culture and comedy together, we are inducting you amongst the likes of Colt Cabana and uh, Cat Weasel. So, oh, Bobby Heenan! Bobby Heenan! Oh, Bobby Heenan! Oh, wow. Cat Weasel. Let me know when Rob Bartlett gets in. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. That's, well, he'll he'll need to get back to us. <laughs> put uh by the way before i go put luscious johnny valiant in there well we'll have to talk with the board please i my conspiracy is that uh andy kaufman ripped off tony clifton from johnny wow that yes, is a really, I, really good point interesting yes. so i break everybody's brains before uh, oh lord and i should know because i am the reigning andy kaufman award winner i had a, applied for that year Years ago to do wrestling, but I had to be an American resident. So I oh, am now you so have funny. the credibility. Yes. Well, uh, who is the Canadian Andy Kaufman? Tom Green, probably. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, sorry. I think <laughs> I got beat. Yeah. yeah. Well, for now. For now. But thank you. I accept this honor into this Hall of Fame. There's right. no better place in the world than under the bright lights of, of my little setup here. So thank you. And you're an esteemed company as a full-fledged member of the wrestling club. Thank you for joining us. Darren, why don't you take us out? All right. That'll do it for wrestling club. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks to RJ. Shout out to the man upstairs, Isaiah Steve for the theme song and the fine folks at WFMU radio. If you dig Wrestling Club, please like, share, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating on the Melcher scale. Invite your friends. Check out the archive and spread the word. Wrestling Club will return next week live with a whole new show, so please check it out. But until then, for Brett, I'm Darren. This has been Wrestling Club. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Is upside down. Trade them for a package of sunshine and flowers. And if you want the things that you love, you gotta have showers. So when you hear it thunder, don't run under a tree. There'll be pennies from heaven for you.